The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. This is yet another. Uh, we're doing division-by-division division free agency grades. Going to hit all eight divisions throughout the course of the week. They will be in some kind of order, so make sure to check them all out for your favorite team or your favorite teams or just you know, maybe just go listen to all of them. Today is the AFC South. But a reminder, the Final Four is on Saturday, and you may be wondering, how do I watch these games? Can't figure it out. I'll tell you how. Go to the CBS Sports app on your connected TV or phone. From there, you'll see every tournament game available to watch. Think of it like a gateway to all the action. So download the CBS Sports app now so you never miss a minute of the NCAA tournament. Uh, joining us now to talk about the AFC South. Good friend of the show, Jordan Dejani. What's up, buddy? How you doing? Hey, Will Brinson. I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me on today. We're talking about some AFC South offseason free agency moves. Yeah, pump for it, man. We're going to start in your, I think you're still living in Nashville, aren't you? Did you move? Yeah. Yep. I'm, I'm still in Nashville, but I'm actually headed to Raleigh NC tomorrow to come out and hang out with you. Yeah. I'm going to a wedding. So if oh, someone you shows up at your, yeah. So if someone shows up at your door, it's me. <laughs> no way. What, uh, what, uh, where's the wedding? Uh, the Umstead, Cary, oh, North Carolina. You're actually on Cary, but the Umstead yeah. is freaking awesome. Yeah. Excited for it, man. Yeah. It's, uh, where, where, where are you, are you staying at the Umstead? No, I'm not rich enough. I think I'm gonna stay like across the street or something like that. But okay. I'll be there for the wedding at least. Well, if we uh if we get time, you should grab a beer. You'll be here all week then. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Well, maybe maybe we'll end up grabbing a beer. Shoot me a text. Uh, the Umstead is awesome. God, I love the Umstead. Um, uh, you're so anyway. You're where the Nashville. That's where I was like, where did we get that from? Uh, the Nashville, the Nashville, the Tennessee Titans, the hometown team. There, my adopted AFC South team this year. As I, John Breach and I traded spots. He is now on the Colts, and I am on the Titans. They went out and tried to address some of their biggest issues by grabbing Bud Dupree in free agency. They've had no pass rush the last few years. Um, they also added Danico Altry, Janoris Jenkins, and Josh Reynolds. They retained Jayon Brown. Uh, so Tough losses on offense, though, and some notable names on defense. Janu Smith gone to the Patriots. Corey Davis to the Jets in free agency. They should actually pick up two really nice compensatory picks uh, down the road from those guys. But um, for now, it's going to hurt him. Malcolm Butler, Adoree Jackson, and Kenny Vaccaro all gone. How would you grade the the Titans' uh, free agency this offseason, Jordan? Yeah, it's very tough because just when looking at some of the additions they've made, it's fairly impressive. But like you said, it's hard to just look at that in its scope in itself without trying to put the losses in there as well. Because it's if it's, it's it hasn't been a very happy time in Nashville, especially when it comes to some of these losses. Looking at the secondary, like you named, you released your two starting cornerbacks. Your new number one is going to be a second year player who took some time to adjust to his role on the outside. Uh, you have you don't have a strong safety anymore, and then on the offensive side of the ball. Like you said, John U. Smith, we don't have a 
tight end who can be a legitimate pass catcher, someone who stretches the field in a vertical way. You don't have Corey Davis. You need a new number two wideout. So there's some losses the Titans still have to make up for. But when it comes to the additions, I do like the addition of Bud Dupree. I know the Titans did have to break the bank for him, but I like this move better than signing Jadavion Clowney for one year to have 0.0 sacks. <laughs> um, and then some other some of the other guys in the, in, at cornerback, for example, I like Janoris Jenks, Jenkins. I think he brings a veteran presence to the secondary. I wouldn't like it very much if he's a true number two cornerback as a starter, but I like the depth move. Kevin Johnson's an intriguing prospect as well. And I, I can get into this later, but I really do like Josh Reynolds as a wideout for the Tennessee Titans. I think he has potential as a number two. So all in all, grading it, I had it at about a B minus. The Titans are clearly trying to address some of their needs. There's still some time to adjust to that in, in terms of the NFL draft and trying to round out free agency. Uh, but you have to like the direction they're heading in. But again, some of those losses make it tough to be that excited. Yeah, and I think it's it's a little hard with the Titans to look at the – so when I look at the Titans, what immediately springs to mind is the fact that this team – over the past several years has, you know, has declined to utilize the fifth year option on multiple first round picks, including, um, Corey Davis, who, and I'm not saying they would want to spend $15 million on Corey Davis this year, but Corey Davis turned into a valuable asset last year in the final year of his rookie deal. And you would rather at least have the ability to retain him. Um, Adoree Jackson. Now I'm not, you know, again, they, you know, they let him walk. So it's, I'm not saying that they would have, they needed to do it, but they didn't pick it up. And more importantly, Jack Conklin, um, which because of Jack Conklin's thing, you ended up having to draft Isaiah Wilson. And we hammered this on the podcast, but it, it just warrants mentioning you ended up having to draft Isaiah Wilson in the first round of last year's draft. He's out, looks like a massive bust. And now it's like, man, the, you know, the, the strength of the Titans, that offense, that was so good last year. You have questions about the offensive line. You, you are losing Corey Davis. I do think Josh Reynolds can certainly, you know, fill in. And, um, and maybe, maybe be equivalent to that, but I, I have, I have some concerns about it. I do think the pass rush, you know, addressing that was enormous. You had to get an elite pass rusher in there. Um, and I don't know about the secondary there, man. I like, I like, I want to like the Titans. I feel like the Titans are undervalued, but I am a little worried about some of the moves that happened in free agency that leave some holes in this team that were some of the strengths of the team before. Oh, absolutely. I, I'm, I'm very frightened by the secondary. I think that they definitely need to address that in the NFL draft. And I, I think, like you said, unfortunately, some of those fifth year guys on the Titans had incredible contract years. And now, you know, if the Titans could go back in time, they'd probably exercise that fifth year option. Um, but man, I, I agree with you. I think that the other thing is the, the cap going down, that cap number going down really hurt the Titans in terms of they wanted to try to position themselves so they could be somewhat of buyers. And because of that, their projected cap number, they had to cut more guys than they anticipated. And that included on the offensive side of the ball, uh, with right tackle Dennis Kelly, who they just signed to an extension the previous offseason, a guy who was looked at as a reserve offensive tackle, a swing guy, but he ended up becoming kind of a legitimate starter and somebody that the, the fans started to rally around, but he had to be released as well. So all teams had to deal with that. But yeah, like I said, some of the losses on both sides of the ball for this Tennessee Titans team kind of have you question their potential to repeat as divisional champions. Yeah. Um, I'm like talking about how much I love the Titans this year. And at the same time, like thrashing, <laughs> like thrashing their offseason. I think B minus might even be generous just because that's fair. 
I mean, look, you, Johnny Smith, Johnny Smith is a big loss and I understand you weren't going to be able to get him paid. Maybe they should have, like you said, with the cap space thing, if the cap is 220 million, do they franchise tag Johnny Smith? I think it's a pretty decent possibility, right? Yeah, I would agree with that. Okay. Um, the Colts, we mentioned them. They're the other, they're actually the favorites to win the division. And of course their big offseason addition, uh, was, you know, I guess technically not free agency, but we're giving it credit here. Carson Wentz. They also retained longtime wide receiver T.Y. Hilton, as well as uh, Xavier Rhodes, who had a really nice bounce back here in Indianapolis last year. Some tough losses, though. Danico Autry gone uh, in free agency, as we mentioned, to the Titans. Anthony Costanzo it retired, and Anthony Walker. What grade did you give the Colts, Jordan? Yeah, I gave the Colts a C plus. And like you said, the Colts haven't been incredibly active in free agency, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. You know, they're able to retain some of their important pieces. As you mentioned, T.Y. Hilton, uh, quarterback Xavier Rhodes. They also gave running back Marlon Mack a deal that was kind of a bargain in my eyes. I like him in the backfield there. But the, like you said, Anthony Walker, Danico Autry, uh, Anthony Costanzo retiring, those are going to be big losses. And that left tackle position, if you go talk to your friends up in Indy, they're focused on that left tackle position because they went out and acquired uh, Sam Tevy from, I think, the Los Angeles Chargers. But fans don't want him to be the longtime answer for for uh, Carson Wentz's blind side. So you would think that they want to uh, address that issue in the draft or try to sign another veteran up that's still on the market, like Russell Okun maybe, uh, to kind of fill that hole. But like you said, Carson Wentz, is obviously the big addition here so far. And you have to give the Colts some kind of credit for being able to target the guy they wanted to start at the most important position at football, following through and acquiring him and not having to give up too much to acquire his services. So, you know, I just have a C plus and I hope that's not too low of a grade to Colts fans because they haven't been incredibly active. I still think there's holes they need to address. Uh, but again, like I said, that's okay. We still have some time here. Yeah, and you mentioned Sam Tavi, big addition there. They had to fill that left tackle spot. I didn't have him on the the additions. That's my bad. Um, you know, a decent player uh, for the Chargers last year. And like again, can't stress enough how important it is for from my perspective that they have weapons, reliable weapons, and a strong offensive line in front of Carson Wentz. That's what. You know, we can talk about the Jalen Hurts and Nick Foles mentally messing them up all we want. At the end of the day, you know, the confidence was really shattered by a lack of weapons and a lack of an offensive line in Philly, just no protection. And, and, and I think that, you know, if, if Carson Wentz works, the Colts are going to be good. I, I would say that I, I may, I might have a slightly higher grade, maybe like a B minus, but I, I don't, I don't mind a C plus. And again, when you do a free agency grade, it, like you say, it's not about, you know, it's hard to get an A. When you don't do anything, and we're not <laughs> saying that the Colts, you know, did anything wrong by not doing anything. Chris Ballard, in my opinion, is a top five GM in the NFL right now. They have right. thirty million dollars in cap space when the cap came down to like a you know like one hundred eighty million dollars. I mean, it's it's down in the hundred eighties. That's insane. And they have a good roster. Carson Wentz has taken up a twenty million dollar cap hit. That's I mean, that's not an obscene amount. Um, they don't have a lot. Their highest dead cap hit, Jordan, is one hundred thirty thousand dollars. Wow. That's crazy. Like this, this Chris Ballard runs a clean cap. This is what every fan should want their team to do is to have this sort of organization to keep cash and cap along the same line. Uh, they brought back Marlon Mack, by the way, too, as well. I kind of like that as a nice depth addition with Jonathan Taylor. Um, they certainly needed Mack early last year. I mean, I don't know that this is a take you over the top Super Bowl team, but if Carson Wentz returns to 2017 Carson Wentz levels when Frank Wright coached him, yeah, maybe it could be. I, I don't, anybody expecting a crazy 
spending spree from Chris Ballard just hasn't seen how the Colts and Chris Ballard have worked. I mean, they made, they make splashy moves. They traded for DeForest Buckner last year and they traded for Carson Wentz this year. Those are splashy moves, but they're not going to go out and spend huge in free agency just because they have money to burn. This is a guy that uh, has a plan in place and it's worked so far. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I don't disagree with the grade at all, but I wouldn't fret over the grade if I were a Colts fan. If that, I think that's kind of the lesson to take away there. Absolutely. And you touched on something that I wanted to go off of as well, saying that, you know, you can help Carson Wentz's change of scenery, help him find success by protecting him and surrounding him with weapons. I think one potential move that the Colts could have done this offseason that might have taken my grade from C plus to as high as even a B is acquiring another wide receiver. Now, we talked about they did retain T.Y. Hilton, and he definitely has some tread left on the tires, but it feels like the Colts have really high hopes for that second-year wideout Michael Pittman Jr., and it's not a given that he's going to emerge into like a true number two wideout or even a star in 2021. So, like you said, Ballard's not going to go out there and try to break the market by signing the number one wide receiver available. No one was expecting that, but with the, with the amount of cap space they had and with T.Y. Hilton's unsure future at the time, I did think the Colts, which were going to try to explore the top of that wide receiver market. I thought that would have been a potential good move with Carson Wentz coming in. Yep. I, I wouldn't disagree with that either. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, oh, the Houston Texans should be a wild ride for that franchise and free agency. The all new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe, the Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing, learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com, call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. All right, so the Texans added, I mean, I don't even know if I have enough air in my lungs to list all the players the Texans <laughs> added. They added like 55 players in free agency, a bunch of names that, you know, some of the bigger names, Marcus Cannon, Shaq Lawson, Tyrod Taylor. Uh, they traded for Ryan Fenley, Mark Ingram, Philip Lindsay, Christian Kirksey, Desmond King. Um, I mean, literally, they added like 100 dudes. And it's been crazy. And they're not huge names per se, losses for the Texans in, uh, I don't even know if they, who they really lost of, of note. I guess JJ Watt would count since they released him. Will um, Fuller too. Yeah. Will Fuller. Yeah. Will Fuller. Good call. Uh, who's certainly facing a suspension. Um, what, what, I mean, what's your grade for the Texans? This was the toughest one for me, to be honest with you. And it's because 
I mean, we weren't expecting the Texans to be major players in free agency, right? We weren't expecting them to break the market in, in a, for wide receiver or a cornerback or the secondary just in general. We were kind of expecting them to do exactly what they're doing, is that, and that's making some trades to acquire some viable starters, um, trying to get some under-the-radar moves to pick up for offense and defense, and I think they accomplished that. But again, since they weren't breaking the bank and making huge moves that's going to fast track their, their rebuild. You know, I had to give them a C minus and I don't think that's the worst grade ever. Um, but I mean, you did downgrade in some ways. We, we brought up Will Fuller. I don't think 33 year old Andre Roberts, Chris Conley and Chris Moore are going to make up for the production. He, he brought to this offense. Um, they did make some intriguing moves that I actually did like on both sides of the ball though. I mean, Philip Lindsay's a guy I feel like could be someone you could star in the backfield. He joins David Johnson. They also got Mark Ingram. That's kind of an interesting three-headed I want to say three-headed monster it's not like they're going to be making pro bowls but it'll be interesting to see how that kind of dynamic works they tried to get quarterbacks in the building to see if Deshaun Watson whatever happens with him if he's not playing in 2021 Tyrod Taylor and they traded for our boy out of NC State Ryan Finley as well so I thought those were decent moves trading for Marcus Cannon uh, trading for Shaq Lawson those are two guys who will start immediately so you know there's some moves that are kind of under the radar that you like. They tried to address the secondary issue. Uh, Desmond King, Terrence Mitchell, our cornerbacks. They also re-upped with Vernon Hargreaves. So some under the radar moves, but again, nothing that's going to fast track this rebuild that they're facing in 2021. Mm. Yeah. I, it's like there's so, the Texans are almost like a separate. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, with everything going on with the Deshaun Watson stuff, it's almost hard to even. Judge him. I, I would say that I, I feel like what Nick Casario tried to do here is, and I, this is, it's sort of reminiscent of what Bill Belichick did when he got to New England in the sense that you know, the Patriots made a ton of moves and everybody was sort of like, well, what are, what, what, are, what all are they doing here? And, and it didn't feel like that team was going to be instantly competitive. You know, the difference is that, you know, we, do, we don't know that the, the Texans have Bill Belichick, um, as the GM or the coach. And they certainly don't have Tom Brady, you know, as a, a sixth round pick who's going to step in and just be clutch as hell and, and, and get them in deep into the playoffs. So I am hesitant to, I'm hesitant to kill them, but man, it, I mean, it just doesn't seem like that, you know, that, it, it would be surprising if they're good this year. Unless oh, yeah. Deshaun Watson is back and plays 16 games, I would be pretty shocked if they were a good football team. The Jacksonville Jaguars, they were busy birds too, man. Shaquille Griffin, Rashawn Jenkins, Roy Robertson Harris, Marvin Jones, and Carlos Hyde, some of the more notable names. They also retained on the franchise tag Cam Robinson. Uh, they lost Mike Glennon. Always love giving Mike a shout out on the pod. He headed to New York, former backup for them. Um, last year, what grade did you give the Jacksonville Jaguars in free agency? Yeah, this might be somewhat of a hot take to some people, but I actually gave the Jacksonville Jaguars a B, and I think that's my highest grade of all my AFC South teams, and I'll explain why. But it's interesting that first-year head coach Urban Meyer, you know, he came out and said he wasn't too fond of the legal tampering period and free agency in general. But, I mean, his team was pretty busy. They, they didn't waste any time franchise tagging left tackle Cam Robinson. They went out and reset the market when it comes to the cornerback Shaquille Griffin. Um, uh, from the Seattle Seahawks, the safety, Rayshon Jenkins, they gave him a, him a big deal as well. Um, and he, this is the reason why I like what the Jaguars have done. A lot of people are criticizing them for the contracts they gave some of these people and that they could become potential, you know, albatrosses in the near future. Will they want to get out of these deals? But here's the deal. I'm saying pump the brakes. Let's give these players a chance to prove that they are some of the best in their position group. I like that the Jaguars are trying to do what the Texans are, and that's fast track their rebuild, trying to get some players in this building who 
are going to make this team better immediately, right? I mean, the Jaguars had the number two worst defense in the NFL last year. They struggled to stop the ball, whether it was being run or passed. Yep. And I like, I like Roy Robertson Harris. Um, I like trading for Malcolm Brown from the New Orleans Saints. I thought that was a pretty big move. Um, and then also in the secondary, I mean, like we said, with Shaquille Griffin and Rayshon Jenkins, two players who should make immediate impacts. They're getting better, which is the main point that free agency has here. And the other really underrated move is I love Marvin Jones. I, I know he's a little older, but that man hasn't slowed down at all. I, I think he's the only player in the NFL who's caught at least nine touchdown passes in each of the last two seasons. We love DJ Chark. We love his potential with Trevor Lawrence, who's probably going to be picked number one overall. I think Jones brings a veteran presence and some stability, consistency to this wide receiving core. So the Jaguars got better through the early stages of free agency, and that's the goal. That's why I gave them a B. Yeah, I mean, I don't um, I don't love their offseason, <laughs> but I don't – I don't. I'm so hesitant on the um, – the Jaguars because like, I, I don't like what they're necessarily doing, but I love the, like they're getting Trevor Lawrence and Trevor Lawrence is awesome. And you know, like, so like, I don't want to, I don't want to fade the Jaguars completely and have this like Trevor Lawrence come back and be awesome and, and Urban Meyer wins. And I look like an idiot. So I'm a little hesitant to fade them, but I do think you, know, you heard, you heard Urban Meyer complain about free agency. And you heard, you know, you could tell based on the guys that they signed that they weren't able to necessarily get involved in all the meetings that they wanted. They couldn't get involved in all the bidding that they wanted, which is kind of crazy. Like you'd think if you had the money and you want to spend, you could do whatever you want, but it is a relationships business. And I sort of wonder if having Trent Baalke and Urban Meyer not, you know, not being prepared for that, you know, maybe dings them a little bit. Um, but certainly, you know, they talked about adding secondary players and they did that. They beefed up their secondary. Marvin Jones, I, I, a really underrated receiver, I think at, at this point. Um, and you know, pairs nicely with LaVisca Chenault and DJ Chark. You can see how, you know, they could utilize those three guys, uh, along with James Robinson. I don't want Carlos Hyde to get too many touches because Robinson's a good player, but I could see Urban trusting one of his old guys. And like, you can see you plug, you know, you plug Trevor Lawrence in this offense and it's not insane to see it being, a decent offense in, in, in 2021. So I don't mind the B. I'd probably go like C plus if it's me, but you know, we're, we're nitpicking here in terms of the AFC South. Uh, all right. Awesome stuff. Short pods. We love these short pods. Uh, Jordan Ajani, follow him on Twitter. Check out the off the AFC South grades on cbsports.com. And, uh, maybe you can catch us at an outdoor, uh, beer drinking establishment sometime this week in Raleigh. Thanks, buddy. Let's do it. Hey, thank you so much for having me on. Baseball has begun, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Samphill, every Monday through Saturday as we deliver all of your fantasy baseball needs in just five minutes. We'll break down the biggest performers, news, and prospects who could make an impact this season. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found.